to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host as usual, Amanda, and I've got loads of people with me today for once. <laughs> so, today I'm joined by Nick. Hello! Yes. Paul Dolan. Good evening. P-Dubs. How's it hanging, dudes? I thought you were going to be silent there. I thought you were going to be like, I'm not even here. <laughs> Chris Ripley. Good evening. <gasps> oh, you're so spooky. That's what I was going for. Came off a oh. bit sad, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just a sad And Inside out, too. <laughs> so, Luke's here, Tim. Hello. Yes. So... We are super, super excited because Halloween Horror Nights has started. We're crazy excited about it. However, Luke has been to open a weekend, so we're going to focus a lot on this episode about Luke's experience at Halloween Horror Nights. And honestly, this is going to be a very Halloween Horror Nights heavy episode. So apologies to those that aren't into Halloween Horror Nights, but you're going to have to just deal with it for this episode. And we'll get back to Universal News on the next one. But... We'll start, as we always start, with what we're drinking. So, Nick, what are you drinking? A bottle of bleach after last uh, <laughs> preparation for this record. No, I, um, I've i got a, a busy week ahead of me, so um, I'm drinking a getting more and more flat bottle of Cherry Pepsi Max, so cheers. Oh, which they now serve at KFC. Mm. Other chicken restaurants are available. But they're not as good, except unless we're talking Popeyes or sponsorship. Yeah, and you get... us, we'll, we'll like you the best. <laughs> and you get free fries. And you get free fries on a Friday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> chicken restaurant giving away free chips. What does that mean? You know? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? A uh, nice cup of Rosie Lee. Oh, you're so fancy. <sighs> so sippy. It's empty now. P-Dubs, what are you drinking? Uh... Just the water tonight. Are you so healthy? Busy week for P-dubs, that's why. Yeah, it is a very busy week for P-dubs. <laughs> Paul Dolan, what are you drinking? A uh, busy week for me as well, so so I am on the alcohol. I've gone the other direction. <laughs> <completely>. <laughs> <laughs> it real. And actually, actually, after poo-pooing um, Budweiser, uh, I had a bud recently kind of forced on me and decided I quite liked it, so got a bud. Yes! Now can we have the sponsorship, please, Budweiser? Yeah. Yes. Luke, what are you drinking? A good old bottle of water. Oh, wow, you're so healthy and underage. I quit soda. That's good. Oh, yeah. Quitting quitting soda is good. Uh, He says drinking Pepsi, (laughs) man. So, I am switching up a little bit today, and I am drinking Corona. With a lemon? No. no, it's a bit of a in it. Just, just by itself, just plain. Because on the last episode, I talked a little bit about how my brother had sent me a whole case of Blue Moon, and I discovered that I you get what what I drank it all. But whilst drinking it all, realised that Blue Moon gets me so much more drunk than Budweiser does in half the time. That's because the, the bottle's half as big. Well. 
I looked at the alcohol percentage and it's not allowing it, so I don't actually know what it is that's different. But then that turned into the last episode, me actually not knowing what I was talking about for half the episode. So I stayed away from that today and I went with Corona because that's all I had in. Not knowing what you were talking about for half an episode. That sounds that like every week. Yeah. Um, I'm the normal one on this podcast, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I like how you sort of silent about that, like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are, Amanda. Yes, you are. Right, look, you know what? If there's one thing that us men all know, and if Luke doesn't know, he'll learn, soon learn to know, which is when a woman makes a statement like that, it's a trap. It's, it's like a, it's a general said, Akbar trap. I yeah, do I look good in this dress? Yeah. I was a good girlfriend, and all of you went silent. Does this make me look fat? Does my bum look big in this? Yeah, and then you just walk away from that. <laughs> I'd be more angry if you walked away from me if I said, does my bum look big in this thing you walked away? I'd be like, ah, oh, so it is. I see. I see how it is. <laughs> but aside from trapping all the men on the podcast, <laughs> we are actually going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. So, Talking of you, traps. <laughs> yeah, speaking of traps. So, so... Luke, you've been at Halloween Horrors for the entire weekend, and yes. I've been so jelly, so, <laughs> so jelly, but you did release a awesome video on Friday. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I felt like I was there, but I just want to hear your thoughts on the event. I This event has definitely been one of my favorites so far. I mean, I started going in 24, but... Um, last year was my first year doing the freaking fear and I got that same pass again. So I just love going multiple times and going through every house multiple times. I've been through every house at least twice now. So all of them are, I can't pick a good one. I did rank them on Twitter, but I don't know. They're all just so good. And the scare zones are amazing. Everything, everything about this event is just awesome so far. I'm really liking it. So, so you started going at 24. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's got better each year? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, we are quite original heavy this year, which I like. I do prefer the original houses. How do they face up against the IPs this year? I think they are just as good. Um, I think either just as good or even better. Because I think with originals, they can do a lot more of their own ideas. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, IPs, they got to stick to the movie or the show. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, and also, the thing is, surely, the thing with IPs, as we've found in the past, and, I mean, Chris Ripley's obviously the expert here, but is how often they have these conversations and start doing all this planning, and then at the last minute, it falls through. And then mm-hmm. you've got to scrap you know, months and months and of work as well as, you know, props and set design and all that because you couldn't agree on the terms of the deal. The thing yeah. is, in the old days, they couldn't get any IPs, to be honest with you. They, they did used to approach a lot of people. I remember Jason Sorrell telling me a story that he faxed John Carpenter to, to get Halloween at the event back in like Faxed. 19... Yeah, 1993 <laughs> or something. And, um, you know, nobody knew what this event was. No one heard of it. No one cares. I mean, 
Stephen King to this day, he still doesn't really understand what how much work goes into these haunted mazes and, and haunted houses. So he, he never seems to want to license any of his stuff. But the point is, is now where the event has grown and, you know, like the other day when they had the big announcement, it was trending across the world on Twitter, you know, and you get the big newspapers like, you know, USA Today and all those sort of people talking about this event. It puts it into a different league and it means they can approach bigger and better people. But the problem with that is, is the more they approach and are pushed into the IP route, the more problems they have because there are so many people that have to sign off on these IPs. So they take ages to negotiate, like The Shining and like The Exorcist. I mean, that's taken more than a decade each. And then every little minutia of detail has to be agreed and approved by this person and that person. And it becomes a bit of a minefield. So that's why sometimes now you have IPs pulling out or being changed or swapped out, blah, blah, blah. So, Do you mean like T-shirts? Or T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing more to say. Um, I mean, I think the, the good thing about IPs is because it's an IP, it will bring people in. So um, Lee Malaby, I know you'll be listening to this because you're a big fan of uh, Universal After Dark, but he's a, a massive fan of Ash vs. the Evil Dead um, so he's gutted this year that he's not he's obviously not going um, and there's a house on that this year and I imagine that there will be certain films um, or, or TV shows or whatever where because you hear it's going to be at Halloween Horror Nights it's going to make you want to go so I suppose, in a way, that's what makes an IP such an attractive proposition compared to a original concept. And in some ways, you look at it and you you kind of feel like you're going into something you already know, like you're part of that film. Mm -hmm. And I think that attracts people as well. Well, Mr. D, you went went last year for the first time ever, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. And, And you got to go in some houses about properties that you were aware of. Yeah, I mean, um, I actually liked the original houses much better than I thought I was going to like them, mm. especially the Lightning Gulch one. That was actually my yes. favourite house of the whole event, but I didn't expect that going in. I thought it would be one of the IP houses. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sad not to be gone this year because uh, I do like the sound of, of you know both, really. Some of the IP houses and some of the original ones sound great. So I'll be... Uh, be happy to hear what Luke thought in a little bit more detail about his favourites. Okay, so now that Walking Dead isn't, it's not back, we we did maybe have a little feeling that it could potentially come back this year, but it didn't. Now that's gone and we've got American Horror Story kind of taking that place, do we feel like, and Luke, I'm really interested to hear what you think about this because you've been through the house, do you feel like with the vast amount of films and properties that Blumhouse has do you feel like the house is strong enough this year to have that as a kind of recurring thing over the next few years I would hope so because that was my second favorite house oh really yeah that I love that house they did focus on insidious way more than sinister and purge I feel like if they wanted to do like a super house with that, like they did with Walking Dead and 24, how it was like a nine-minute house or something, they would, I think they would do that really well, but since this one was in that tent area, they couldn't really do much. I would like to see it come back, but I know 
I didn't hear like two great things about it all over Twitter, so I'm not sure what everyone else thinks. Yeah, I've heard some not great comments about the Blumhouse house. I'm not reading too much into that, to be honest, because I'm a massive fan of Blumhouse productions, so mm. I love The Purge. People, some people aren't a massive fan of The Purge. I really, really am. See, for I me, like... that's the only modern horror film that I actually enjoy. I really it's enjoyed it. I've seen three of them now. Yeah. Insidious is a fantastic oh, yeah. series of films. It's brilliant. Sinister scares me more than yeah. other modern horror film does. They have a fantastic catalogue of films, but then they have things like, and I've talked about this a few times on podcasts now, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I don't know who owns the rights to the original film, but the fact that Blumhouse produced the the reboot, the, the requel to The Town That Dreaded Sundown, we could bring that to the event, which I know that a lot of the creative team are massive fans of the town that Dresden down, so we can have things like that. We can have things like, you know, Chris, when, when we did the interview on Scare Zone, mm. the Purge TV show. Yeah. And on top of that, the new Halloween film that's going to come out next year that it was announced this week that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be a part of, which is amazing news. Like, I was buzzing to hear that. That's being produced by Blumhouse. And also, that Halloween film, I was reading the bump about it today, they're positioning that so it takes on, takes uh, it's basically set straight, not straight, but takes on the story after um, the second film. Yeah. Yeah, they're ignoring so, the last one. Yeah, so being that um, we've done uh, one and two at Halloween Horror Nights, exactly. You know, and I then it's yeah. to come next year, and the fact that Blumhouse is having a partnership with Halloween Horror Nights this year, I think it would be crazy of us not to think that we're going to see this film featured at Halloween Horror Nights next year. So I'm really, really hoping that people respond well to the Blumhouse House this year because I think it can open so many doors. Also, I will be really happy if uh, American Horror Story Cult is a house next year because I'm really enjoying that series. Well, I've, I've seen the first episode so far. I haven't watched the second episode yet. I really did enjoy the first episode. I love all of the clown characters in it. I love that. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but there's a, a character from a previous season that makes an appearance in it. I loved that. I think it would make a very good addition. That would, honestly, that has got Halloween Horror Nights written all over it, that show, because there are so many scenes from that that could easily be made uh, into a house. Yeah, I definitely think they need to concentrate on one season next year. Mm. Yeah, so Hollywood oh, yeah. this year is just doing Roanoke, and We've already had a, a standalone original Roanoke House, which is probably the reason that we were not focusing on one season. I I did watch a walkthrough of the Hollywood's Roanoke House, and it it did look fantastic. So I'm very very excited to see what parts of it will be in our American Horror Story House. But I think next year, a, a one season house for American Horror Story would be amazing. Luke, can I just go back to um, the Bloomhouse house? 
<laughs> Sounds like the Duron one. Um, <laughs> I just wondered, because I'm not familiar with um, Insidious or, or Sinister, um, would you recommend watching Insidious before going into that house asking for a friend? Yes, I think you should. Um, not uh, Definitely Insidious, because that's like the biggest part of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a mostly... I would say just watch the first one because I think that's they used scenes from the first one and the fourth one that's upcoming. Right. So I think if you just watch because I actually watched the first one I think the week before the event started. Mm-hmm. So I actually I noticed everything in there which was cool just to see. So yeah, I think just watching the first one would be good. Cool. I'll tell him to do that. Okay. So so what about Sinister? So have you seen both Sinister films or or none or just one? I just saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet, but okay, I want. So in the in the sinister part, did you understand everything that was going on? Yeah, there. I think there was only there's only about uh, two little rooms dedicated to sinister and the purge. And the first one, you could definitely recognize it from the first one from the first film. And then there's just like a creepy hallway that. I don't think is I'm not sure if it was from the second one or the first one, but Mogul's definitely in there. It's pretty scary. Okay. Well I still haven't made it all the way through Sinister Two because it does absolutely terrify me. <laughs> so every time I try and start it, I turn it off every single time because I'm like, Nope, nope, not doing this, not one chance. <laughs> and so I'm I'm like, realistically, I need to watch it this week before I go. Just so that there if there is anything on the second one in there I'll, I'll know what I'm in for but I'm very very excited about that part of the house because although something might really scare me like something that we'll talk about in a minute on the original houses the scarecrow house certain things terrify me in real life and I will probably get upset and and very very scared in that situation but I'm I'm paying to be scared in a safe environment where I can be scared but know that I'm not going to die. Tax returns? Yeah. <laughs> well, tax returns are a little bit more scary. Okay. But I that's what I'm paying for. So I would be disappointed if I went to the event and I wasn't scared. And Ash will tell anybody that will listen that I talk a big game about how I love horror and I love scary things and blah, blah, blah. But I'm an absolute wimp, and I, <laughs> I crawl through the houses, and I scream, and I run. And she always tells everyone the story about how I got so scared that I threw, I threw my bag and snapped the the thing on my bag. So I had to buy a chance backpack last year because I'd broken it. She tells anyone that'll listen. So I, I'm paying to be terrified. So although I'm, I freak out about the fact that we've got a scarecrow house. I'm paying for that experience. Yeah. I'm paying to be scared by Bagul. Bagul scares the shit out of me. <laughs> but I'm willing to be scared in a, in a safe place. Basically. Yeah, that... Actually, yesterday, I think it was... Or two days ago on Saturday night, we were going into the Blumhouse, and there was two uh, ladies in front of us, and one, as soon as we got in the house, she's like, I can't do this. And she walked out, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you waited through that whole line, and you just walked out as soon as you got in the house? I mean, when I just mentioned about the Roanoke house that we had a few a few years ago, one of the original houses, I, that year, hadn't looked up 
any of the houses. I wanted everything to be a surprise. And when I got there, I was like, Roanoke, okay, I know it's a lost colony and blah, blah, blah. I was not expecting to walk into a cornfield and I was not expecting to see scarecrows. So the second that I walked in and I saw the cornfield, I obviously had a freak out and I spent the entire house crying and running, which obviously attracted the scarecrows to me more. (laughs) They wanted to scare me more because they could see that I was upset and, and scared. And it was horrific. It was a horrific experience, but I didn't die. It was all right. And if anything, it made me feel a little bit less scared of scarecrows in real life. So people might think, scarecrows is a stupid thing to be scared of but i'm scared of scarecrows in the way that someone will be scared of spiders or clowns they used to pay scare actors to pretend to be members of the public to queue up with members of the public usually women on their own and then sort of freak out and be overly dramatic and, and scared through the house and then i they think they could it was... pay me to do that and i wouldn't even have to act it would just be real life <laughs> Well, I think it was 25 where they took it a step further, didn't they? So when it, they were in the body collector's house, didn't they grab them? Yeah. And slit their throat. Craig said they had it in front of him, didn't they? Yeah. He, Craig had it in the purge house. The purge, maybe, yeah. Yeah, he had it in the purge. And they, they do that in in quite a lot of the... Whenever they've had purge as a scare zone, they do it in the scare zone, so they'll have people plain clothed and they'll grab them from the crowd and and obviously take them up and pretend to slit their throat or pretend to hurt them and they always think how do you know that you're definitely grabbing the right person oh god imagine if you grab someone that was just dressed kind of similarly <laughs> i know but it does it works it does work well and it does obviously add add to the experience if i'm having a freak out everyone around me is like oh my god what the fuck's going on but it, it works for everybody. So I'm definitely terrified, but that is what I'm paying. It's what I'm paying to to be a part of. So I'm I'm excited about it. So then what I'm most excited to hear about is The Shining because I watched a walkthrough of Hollywood's The Shining House and it looked absolutely amazing it was awesome i've never seen a walkthrough of the shining but i know they have a frozen jack at the end which unfortunately orlando doesn't have that but i it's not the scariest house like they do have some good scares in there but it's more of just like you're walking in the film which is awesome really yeah so you're basically just i don't know if you're supposed to be like Eddie or someone in the character or in the film I don't know if you're just walking through it but it definitely feels like you are walking through the whole film and it's a cool experience okay so in I don't want to spoil anything for anybody but in the Hollywood house they kind of have one room that's plastered with paper so it's it's covered with paper that's like all work and no play is is it kind of like that in the Orlando house? There's not a whole room dedicated to it, but there is like a there's like a tight corner that you turn, and then they do have the typewriter with all the papers on the wall. But it's also being strobed, so you can't really see it that well. But it is pretty cool because you can, if you look closely, you could see all the 
like the different different fonts he uses in the film. Okay, so then also in the Hollywood House, one thing that I really really picked up on was that the scare actors that were portraying Jack Torrance had absolutely fantastic masks. So you would swear that it was Jack Nicholson. Do the scare actors in Orlando have those masks or are they kind of just lookalikes? Um, no masks, but they do. Oh, really? Think, yeah, so I think it's like the their face is open, but they do have like their forehead and hair. So kind of like a wig, a wig and some, um, I don't know what you call it, that. Yeah, it's got like a forehead piece on it. Mm. Yeah. So it makes yeah. look like he's got a receding hairline. Yeah. That that it kind of surprised me because I know that we don't always get the things that Hollywood gets, but when I saw those masks, they blew me away because I was like, honestly, like the room, the room that I'm talking about with the with the papers all over the wall, it kind of have has boot holes all around that room, and so you've got multiple jacks popping out at you, and they've all got this mask on, and it's it's uncanny it's like i've never really seen a mask look so much like a person are those those super realistic creepy looking ones yeah like honestly it's it's ridiculous (laughs) how much it actually looks like him and i was like i wonder if orlando has these because i know that last year in the exorcist house hollywood used masks but orlando used makeup yeah did you um, see on Twitter the email that I shared from his agent? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you will go to the event, though. You know what I mean? Right. Who who was in... Who who was in the IP house? Because I've heard conflicting <laughs> things. I've heard that it was um, Evan Peters... Being the director of House, but then I also heard that it was Bruce Campbell. I heard Bruce Campbell. I have had people swear blind to me that Bruce Campbell was there Saturday night in his house. Oh but my was, goodness! But was not posing for publicity or anything. Okay, well I'm just going to put it out there that Evan Peters, if you're going to be in the American Horror Story house, can you just be in it when I'm there? But. Only if you are going to be your character in um, Asylum. Ooh. It's yeah, too late well, in House now. I love them in Madhouse, but too late. I've watched walkthroughs of both mazes of the Evil Dead and the, the American Horror Story one. There was a moment in the American Horror Story one where I was a little bit confused as to whether it was Evan Peters or not. Oh, really? I have to be honest. And I watched very closely on the Evil Dead one and there definitely wasn't a Bruce Campbell in there. Wow. Because they didn't particularly look like him at all. Well, mm. yeah. Somebody took his face off that mannequin in the shop. <laughs> wow. Right, it's not very often that I'll say something negative about any work that anybody does, but that that ash mask. It looked more like, you all know this, Nick, what was his name? Something Baldwin from Coronation Street. Mike. Mike. Mike Baldwin. <laughs> he looked more like Mike Baldwin. <laughs> but he had Bruce Forsyth's chin. Was the yeah. best 
Mm. But I am the shining is the house that I am the most excited about. I've been the most excited about it since I heard it was rumored, and I was like, it actually doesn't matter what else gets announced because this is always going to be the house that I'm most excited about. That's the one I'd like to see. Yeah, that was my that was my IP one as well. Is it? Yeah, okay, I just so, love the film. Chris, mm. what's the IP that you're most excited about? Uh, to be really honest with you, probably The Shining. <laughs> we're, all, we're all pretty much on the same page. In fact, do you know um, Nicholas? Uh, yes. Oh. You know Nicholas. <laughs> Not that Nicholas. No. Uh, Nicholas that's um, always on our page talking to us. Yes. His surname begins with C. I can't remember it yes, now. I know you mean. Well, well he, he's playing Jack Torrance in, in, in The Shining. Oh, well, yeah. one of them anyway. That's interesting. Hmm. Shout out to you, Nicholas. Mm. Luke, what's what's the IP that you enjoyed the most? I was most excited for Ash vs. Evil Dead, and I went through that one four times this weekend because they were spot on with the show because I was a huge fan of that show. Okay, so talking about the show, I am halfway through season one. Do I need to watch season two before I go? Yes. Yeah. I, I would say so, just so you could recognize everything, because they do have a lot of scenes from season two in it. Okay. okay. I, so... um, I hate Ash vs. Evil Dead just because... Yeah. yeah, but just just because um, Lee Manaby likes it so much and I've never seen an episode. <laughs> you can't hate something that you haven't seen. I, I thought um, <laughs> so Ash vs. Evil... It. I thought Ash vs. Evil Dead was Amanda's sister going to a Toby Carvey on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly where it is. It's yeah. exactly where it is. That's, that's gold. That's gold. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the um, the Evil Dead films, but because um, it's, I think it's exclusive to Virgin or something in this country. You can get it on Amazon. What, on Amazon Prime? you got to pay for it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, stop that. I don't pay for, like, I pay for Prime <laughs> membership. If it's not part of my Prime membership, like, I watch the tick. I ain't, I ain't paying for Ash vs. Evil Dead. But, um, Nick, you can use my Amazon Prime. No, I've got Amazon Prime, but what Chris is saying is that you have to pay for it. Oh, you have to pay for it on top? No, surely not. Yeah, you do. It's not, it's not do. part of Prime. Yeah, I looked... When you said it a few weeks ago, I looked for it, and I was like, oh, you've got to pay for it. It's about £12 or something. No, um, nothing's part of Prime, I don't think. No, I don't think that stuff is. But, um, yeah, no. Walking I'm, Dead. I'm sure it'd be quite... That's true, actually. That is true. Um, don't ask Alexa or anything. Um, I'm, <laughs> I just watch South Park. Don't ask Alexa or anything. Um, I've got to say that the IP that I would be looking forward to seeing the most is probably American Horror Story. And that's only... And I, I, I am... I would be looking forward to The Shining, but I loved um, Asylum. Asylum is so good there is so much that they can use from asylum it's ridiculous well, i've actually, seen i've seen some years. clips i've only seen clips of the, of the houses i've tried um uh, no reason why but i've tried not to watch walkthroughs but i have seen some of the characters they use in the asylum section and it's exactly who you'd expect to see and it's for that yeah. reason brilliant okay right. so lou 
in American Horror Story, which house is featured most? Is any are any of them featured most, or is it pretty even? I think it. I felt like it was pretty even, but if I, I think Asylum was a little longer. Yeah. Okay. Can you confirm or deny on the podcast whether the name game features in the Asylum bit? No. Not in the house. Oh, but in the queue, they play it for like maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> okay, I'm That's just letting it. everyone know that I'm just going to do it myself in the house. <laughs> so if anyone wants to join in with me, feel free. But I'm going to do it. So do we see Bloody Face in the house or do we ju- do we see him more in the Altars of Horror scare zone at the front of the park? No, you definitely see him in the house, I think. At least three times, I know that. I'm so excited. Bloody Face is my favorite American Horror Story character ever. He he gets you good in the house. He's got me a couple times past over the weekend. I'm so excited. Say my favorite character was last year. Which... Rubber Man. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that room, that room of Rubber Man was interesting. Craig's uh, Craig's favorite costume. Yeah. Craig's taking it with him. <laughs> we now have to briefly interrupt the podcast to have a few words from our sponsors. It is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. The home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will... And now, back to the show. Okay, so, Luke, if you had to pick your favourite original house, what would you pick so far? Because I know that the more the more that you go to the event, it's going to keep probably changing around with yeah. different times that you go in. But up to now, going opening weekend, what would you say is your favourite original? Um, I think The Fallen. I really enjoyed that. So what, what's the premise of The Fallen then? Because this is the one that me and Chris feel like we actually genuinely do not know an awful lot about this house. Mm. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on what it is, but I know it's like good versus evil, but 
Has anyone played Diablo 3 or Diablo 2? No. No. I think it's, it's kind of like that game, in my opinion, but it's really more like, I think you're basically just walking throughout hell with all these demons attacking you. Oh. I think that's basically what it is. Okay, so a few months ago, we we talked a little bit on here about how it was rumoured that it was going to be a kind of gothic and catacombs crossover. Yeah, I would go with that from what I've seen. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right then. May- or maybe not. I think more on the gothic side, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, like we were a little bit unsure about that once once we heard what it was going to be about. We were like, can can we kind of tie it to catacombs and gothic? Can yeah. we? We don't know. But that excites me because I, I love the gothic house. I love that kind of set design catacombs again really really good house yeah the facade was amazing oh really yeah and the stunt actors they had in there because you heard about the ones on the zip lines or stuff yeah they are amazing they i one of them the first one you'll see will probably get you 100 percent because you do not see it at all (laughs) and it it disappears really really quickly yeah as well they're literally in your face and then they're gone yeah. Okay, so... Sounds like my ex. Yeah. <laughs> Just quickly moving on to a different original house. I have heard that, with you just mentioned that they kind of are over your head and things like that in, in The Fallen, I've heard the same about Scarecrow. Um, over the head scares, or...? Over the like, head scares. Mm, I don't think... There's none like the... Uh... Because in the following, they have like the bungee that they're on. There's none of that, but I don't, I can't really remember if there is above scares. There's some that are higher up. Yeah. That kind of on scaffolding. Yeah, but I wouldn't say like on the ceiling. There are definitely yeah. some above you. Okay, so I'm just trying to prepare myself as much as I can for the scarecrow house. <laughs> and Ash told me today to watch some walkthroughs of it, and I'd, I. You know what I'm like? I don't really like watching walkthroughs and stuff or like spoiling things to myself. But at the yeah. same time, I want to know where I'm in for. So I'm prepared for things to come above my head. They should release a song. They should release a song for it. I was just thinking oh, about it. Oh, my head. Nope. Oh, what a feeling when the scarecrow's in the ceiling. <laughs> Missing a trick, man. Missing a trick. <laughs> Okay, so, Nick, if you were going to go this year, which original tickles your fancy? Um, I think, hmm, I think probably The Hive, but that would also probably be the one that would scare me the most. I don't really have a thing for scarecrows, not, not like you do, um, but... Yeah, I think I think the hive sounds the most interesting. Okay, so with with the hive, I was really hoping for something like the Lost Boys. Mm. And what is it like? Um, it's more. It has got an eighties vibe to it. Apparently, Luke, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but it's more of like a 
very, very classic kind of vampire. <gasps> Not like, like a Bela Lugosi. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, very much. He's uh-huh. in it. Monster, monster. <laughs> is that right, Luke? Is that is that what we're in for? Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. Like Mr. Barlow from um, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were in Coronation Street again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's no Coronation Street again. <laughs> just, just, like, just like Deirdre Barlow. Yeah, Deirdre. <laughs> Free the okay. Weatherfield fun. So. That's for two farts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> P-Dubs, if you were going to go this year, what would be the one that you were looking forward to the most? It's The Fallen. I thought it was really stunning. I have so to be have honest. You, have you watched, watched walkthroughs of all of them? Yes, I have, because I'm not going to say them. I, I was like, I sat here Saturday morning and went, do you know what, I'm just going to watch them. Oh, that's what um, I've done. And, and that, was, that stood out completely to me. The, the, the character design, the set design, was just out of this world. So and is there yeah. gargoyles in there then? Yes, they're, they're kind of gargoyles, demon type things in there. Okay, yeah. okay. that's cool. Okay. Paul Dolan, if you were going to go this year, what would be the one that you'd be the most excited about? Yeah, um, well, I would have said The Hive, and really, that was because I enjoyed Vamp 55 so so much last year. I know that was a scare zone, but I just thought they did that so well, and if they took that in their house, you could have a lot of fun with it, but since Nick chose that, I'll go with Dead Waters. I was literally wondering when someone was going to bring Dead Waters up. I just think, you know, the idea, and I haven't watched the walkthroughs, and I suppose I should, because I'm not going to go unless somebody, uh, you know, somebody surprises me. I'm not going this year, so. Surprise! But I just think, surprise! <laughs> I just think the idea of, you know, the swamp, um, you know, the voodoo, the voodoo theme. You do? Could make, yeah, you you definitely do. Do what? Do you do? You do? Voodoo if you do. Ken Dodd's dog. <laughs> Did he? Ken Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> Too many tangents. Overload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we're hated. We should talk about the new Halloween film. Stupid Judy, stupid energy. The one thing, though, that I, I had been hearing this year is that the IP... Uh, sorry, that the original houses are more enjoyable or seem to be more enjoyable than the IP houses well I think that a common trend within the the hardcore Halloween Horror Nights fans is that the originals are always preferred but with the regular everyday Halloween Horror Nights guest they, they obviously come for the IPs and stay for the originals I always love the originals more Dead Waters is the one that I am the most excited about because I loved the Voodoo Scare Zone that we had and I love anything that has this kind of imagery to it like a Louisiana, New Orleans, swampy kind of theme. I'm really interested in things like that. That was was my um, my first Scare Zone, my first ever Scare Zone. At Halloween Horror Nights twenty twenty, Halloween Horror Nights twenty, when um, it was a like New Orleans zombie Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. 
so for that reason like you um, I have kind of fond memories of that plus as well Adam Santino Santano yeah so yeah I don't care what his name is anymore just butt lightning (laughs) that's easy so because of that like you know I'd be thinking of him doing that yeah so I I am this is one that I'm the most excited about original wise I've heard so many good things about it it looks absolutely brilliant when you when you see kind of the press images of it the facades of it looks absolutely beautiful and I feel like and Luke again correct me if I'm wrong but in the same way that Ghost Town last year had the best sets I get the impression that this will be in a similar kind of vein I think it's got the best facade for sure okay so it's huge the way that Ghost Town had that big part last year where you you walked through and it was cold and it was raining and they had the carriage and all of the the things around it is it kind of like that or no um no i don't think it's because they that was definitely or well i don't know it is definitely like one of the houses that you can just look at and enjoy because they have so many little details in it but i wouldn't say it's i think ghost town was better set wise than dead waters okay okay so if you had to pick your favorite scare zone because i'm hearing really mixed things about the scare zone so far i have seen that maybe in the festival of the deadliest maybe everything's not out just yet is that right uh, I'm not sure, because they do... Oh, well, yeah, no, that, uh, opening night, they didn't have everything out. But last night, it looks like maybe they've had everything out, because they, they do have, like, polls for all the dancers that they didn't have anyone out on for Friday and Saturday night. But last night, it looks like it was in full production, maybe. Okay, because it, it, it did look a little bit bare in mm-hmm. the first few videos that I saw in... YouTube on um, Friday and Saturday but I appreciate that's quite an open area and so last year when they had Vamp 55 they had the giant floats and then in a couple of years previous they kind of had the podiums so that yeah. would look quite a bit of space whereas this is a little bit more sparse mm-hmm. yeah the sets are they're not as big as the pat, the previous year's sets but that zone's very dark which I think, I don't know if they're going to add more lighting to that, but it's definitely a, a very open area, Scare Zone. Okay, so if if you had to pick your favorite so far, what do you think you'd pick? Uh, probably The Purge. Really? Yeah, because it's just cool, like uh, especially because it also brings back like memories from 24. Because when they first had it there, it's very similar to that, but with just a bunch of new characters and new awesome masks, like the light-up masks are just so cool to see. I'm so excited to to see things from Purge election year. 
because when we were supposed to have things from Purge Election Year, we didn't get it. And then, obviously, Hollywood had their giant scare zone. So we haven't seen these costumes at the event up until this year. I'm so excited to see them in real life. Yeah, it is, it is awesome to see. That's Yeah, because I remember um, in, what's it called? Hollywood, yeah. I was watching that. I was like, why didn't we get any of those? <laughs> exactly. Like, the, the car with all the lights on it. The Lady Liberty costume, the Kiss Me costume, they're such cool costumes. Mm-hmm. I've been so excited to see them at the event. So I'm definitely excited about the Purge, but the one that I am the most excited about is Invasion. And I'm really hoping that's going to live up to everything I expect from it. I'm really excited about Trick or Treat too, because I love Trick or Treat and I think. That scare zone looks beautiful, but I think Invasion is what I'm most excited about because I do really, really love aliens, and I love campy aliens the most. Oh, they're yeah. the best. Oh, hello! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm into. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Carry on, Spaceman. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited, and I think the spaceship looks beautiful, I think I know that that scare zone does get a little bit congested over the years in from previous experience, but I think that scare zone has the potential to be absolutely fantastic. So that's one that I'm the most excited for, mixed with Trick or Treat. Yeah, in Trick or Treat, I will tell you it's very hard not to hug Sam. Oh, <laughs> I'm definitely feeling that. Yeah, he is so cute. Yeah, like His sorry. Little PJs. Whoever, whoever is Sam, I'm really sorry that I am going to cuddle you. <laughs> yeah. I bet they'll be gutted. Um, <laughs> I, I, I heard as well that um, because of the hurricane that um, Academy of Villains isn't fully operational yet. Yeah, next weekend they'll have their stage up. Right. Yeah, but they still put on an awesome show, even though it was only, I think it was about like 10 minutes. They, It was amazing. They are such a cool troupe to watch and... They're all, all awesome people. Like all of them, I follow a lot of them on social media, and they're just all so cool. And their dance moves are insane in the middle. How game. would you compare this year's Academy of Ireland show to last year's? I think that's a bit hard at the moment. If they've, if they've yeah, yeah. It, so it, far, yeah, so oh, far. So just purely judging off opening weekend and opening weekend, things are going to change throughout the event anyway. So regardless of whether, you know, Hurricane Emma stopped the the full stage from being set up, purely judging on opening weekend where millions of things go wrong and everything's not completely set up yet, how how would you compare it to, to last year's show? I think it's going to be better than last year's show. From what from their performance that they had on the the smaller stage, I think it's gonna be awesome because I mean, just this. I I I think it's just gonna be better because the stage or the show they put on on this tiny stage was amazing. If they just had that, I wouldn't even complain. That's it. I watched them last year perform in the street, mm-hmm. and I was blown away by them. I was blown away when they did it on the stage, and I was even more blown away when I saw them perform in the street. And I thought these people are fantastic performers they're so dedicated yeah 
they're really good sports for, for carrying on and doing it. And, you know, it must have been hard to try and put together a, a kind of different version of the show that would work in the street as opposed to on a stage. And I've heard that they kind of had to put this the show that they've done on the smaller stage together in, in a matter of days. So there, there's no doubt about it, they're amazing performers. Do you feel like these guys will be a staple at the event going forward? I think so. I would hope so because I know they've brought in a lot of people and I know they've just been all over Twitter with people posting pictures and stuff. And just hearing, I've, I don't think I've ever heard negative feedbacks from their show this year or no, last year. No, I honestly, in the run up to them first appearing at the show, I think people were a little bit unsure because we hadn't had anything like that at the event before. But once they showed everybody what they were made of, I've, I've never ever heard anyone say a bad word about them. Yeah. So it seems like both coasts are, are doing well with the, obviously Hollywood have got the Jabberwockies. As well, and they seem to be going down. They've come back this mm-hmm, year yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Didn't they take over the Bill Ted? Oh yeah, because I mean, when you hear dancing, you're just kind of like, oh, dancing. But then when you see it, it's like, oh, this is a lot more than just dancing. I wonder yeah. if um, I wonder what the deal is because I'm I think Jabberwocky still have a um, residency in Vegas, which of course isn't oh, a million okay. miles away, but so I wonder if, because I mean, obviously the, the beauty of the Jabberwockies is the fact that they're masked. So I wonder if they are taking a break from their residency or if it's like a side trope. I think it's a side trope, hmm. if I remember rightly from last year. Okay, interesting. Because I think it was actually part of the announcement was that they would continue in Vegas. Right. While doing, so you got to assume it's their understudies. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Right, so Nick, if you were going to go this year, Aye. what scare zone that you'd be most excited for? Um, I I probably think the Purge, just because I'm not that familiar with Trick or Treat. Otherwise, it probably would have been that. But um, I've seen a few pictures from the Purge one, and that looks quite fun. Hmm. So, Paul Washington, if you were going to go. What would be the one that you'd be most excited about? For me, it'd be Trick or Treat. I love the look of it. I think it looks fantastic. And I just love that area for the for the scare zones. I it think they always work really so well. well. Yeah. yeah, it did last year. And, they always and get it just right. This year. Yeah. And it always yeah. looks beautiful. Yeah, that would be my choice. Okay, so the... I don't want to do too too long of an episode here because I did just kind of want to get Luke's review, really, of the event. But there was a thing that, that kind of cropped up that I wanted to kind of mention in the episode, and that was about alcohol at the event. So to some people, this won't matter all that much, but over opening weekend, I don't know whether it was a test just for the weekend, or whether it's going to continue throughout the event, I'm not too sure yet. They stopped selling spirits in the bar tents, so you can still get the speciality drinks, so the ones that you'll get the flashing, the blinky cups with. You can still get beer, you can still get wine, but any kind of 
spirits or mixes you can't get a sense anymore you have to go to the actual bars around the park to get but on top of that universal had released a blog on opening night showing off their new replacement for the blood jello bags and it was a jello watermelon flavored heart and then it just wasn't at the event it was just completely taken away so i'm not too sure whether they're gonna maybe sell those inside of bars like finnegan's but i imagine not but then i kind of feel like if you're actually not going to sell it at the event at all surely you you would have known that before posting the blog it seems it seems very odd. It seems like a very last yeah. minute decision. Um, yeah. And the thing is, right? So here, here's here's my my take on it, and I might upset some people, so apologies in advance. But I can't get my head around a country which has a drinking age of twenty one, mm-hmm. a driving age of sixteen. Mm-hmm. And what a, a gun owning age at five? I, you know, I'm not. That might be. It might be slightly wrong. But what I mean is, is that they seem to have a very odd, like, thing with alcohol, where it's this big taboo thing. And I think that creates a culture where what you then end up getting is people that are hitting that age, and then are therefore hitting it hard mm-hmm. when they do. Yeah. And an event like Halloween Horror Nights is obviously um, an ideal place for something like that to happen, where you do get idiots, and I and I get that. But you're going to get you're going to get idiots wherever you are. Um, I'm, I'm talking like a drunk idiot now, and I'm completely stone cold sober. But the point is, you've got City Walk just outside, and I think if you're that desperate to smuggle booze in, you'll probably smuggle booze in if you if you can't bother to queue up. So I don't really see what they're doing other than making people queue up more or making no. it a little bit harder and all they're going to do at the end of the day is eat into their own profits because you can't tell me they don't make bank by having drinks all around uh the park that's it so, if they were going to take it away completely which i i'm not i'm not saying that they should but if they were going to take it away completely I would, I could kind of understand that, but to take it away from the bar tents where they're still going to sell the specialty drinks, which still have vodka in it, because it's a vodka and cranberry and lemonade mix, and then they're still going to sell pumpkin spiced rum, but they're not going to sell you a Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah, it just, it just seems. I don't understand. No, it seems really odd and. You know, when when we went to Halloween Horror Nights, we I don't even think it was at the event. I think it might have been actually in City Walk, um, but they had like um, a beer, a, like a, a drink stand there. They were doing cocktails and, and test tube shots and stuff. And um, you know, we had to show our passport to get to get booze. Mm-hmm. You know, America's very strict on this. It's not like yeah. in the UK where oh, if you look old enough, we might let you and try and do it like that. You know, they're very very strict over there. And so it's not like you're getting underage people drinking. No. Really. Like, you know, I'm not saying that it's not impossible to, but what I mean is is that they are 
really quite strict on, on who they serve alcohol to. Yep. They so, do a very, very good job of of enforcing the ID rule. I mean, they'll give you an they'll give you a wristband when you go in. Hmm. They always have a table set up where you can get a wristband, but they will still ID you even if you have a wristband. Hmm. And I am not the biggest fan of the specialty drinks that they usually have, but I do want the blinky cup. Hmm. So sometimes I'll I'll buy the blinky cup and I'll and I'll pour the specialty drink out. I won't even drink it because I just want the the cup. But then there's times when I've wanted to maybe get a drink, but I've wanted to split it with Ash, who's also of age to drink, but they wouldn't give me a second cup to pour the other half of the drink into, even though I'm, I'm going to pay the same amount of money for it, whether it's just me that's drinking it or whether Ash is going to have some of it with me. They, they wouldn't give me an additional cup, obviously, in case I was giving it to someone that was underage. Do you understand? Well, that and your sister has cooties. Yeah, clearly she has cooties. Yeah. And I just I didn't want to catch them, so I wanted a different cup. But they they are very strict that they do a very, very good job of, of policing underage drinking. That's just not what it is though, and I don't know what it is. Well, I mean I think from what I I, I read and, and what I've seen people commenting about it is that you do have and, and this goes I think this goes back to the age limit thing, you do get people that hammer it and then act like dicks. Right. Okay, Luke, did you notice a difference over the weekend compared to last year? Um, where, you could, where you could buy drinks at anything that you wanted to? Because personally, I tend to only really drink beer, and I can still get beer at these tents, so, and I'm a lightweight. Yeah. So I might have three beers, and I'll be just as drunk as you are if you have seven vodkas. Um, They definitely have a lot more uh, drink stands in the lines, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I mean, I didn't really, because I am underage, so I don't really look at all the alcohol stuff, but it looks like they have just about all the same tents as they did last year. They are very heavy on the security now, though. I've noticed a lot more security guards walking around in lines and queues and just did standing around the park. Did you notice a difference in people's behavior? Um, there's, I, uh, kind of, there is, there I did see like a handful of people over the weekend just being crazy and stupid where it's just kind of like shaking their head at them. But there wasn't that many of them. So I think they've, I don't know. Because I know I heard a lot about last year where kids would come in and just take sips out of their friends or parents' drinks and get all crazy. But I definitely saw a lot less of that because with, with the wristbands too. But the thing is, surely, if you've got more security, then they should be enforcing that anyway. So, mm-hmm. not even if they're catching people doing it, but if people are drunk and disorderly, in the same way that it happens in over here in the UK, you just eject them from the venue. That's it. Yeah. You know, if you can't behave yourself, see you later. I That's don't it. see what? that stopping like by not serving spirits, no. you're going to change anything. Like and it also, if I really want a rum and coke, I could, I'm just going to go to Finnegan's or Shea Alcatraz and get it. It makes no difference whether I need to go to a tent or an actual bar to get it. I'm still, it's still readily available to me. Yeah. But that, I don't understand the, the heart, the heart blood bag thing. It it just the only thing that I can think of is that the kind of maybe think 
that they are like glamorizing a, a like alcoholic shot maybe but surely they're just doing that with a blinky cup too mm. so I, I honestly i don't understand it and if why they hadn't now? advertised it yeah why why now unless it is just a test but then i still don't understand why you post one of it and then not have it for the opening weekend and I, for once, like I'm, I'm not a fan of shots because I, I'm not a big spirit drinker, so I don't tend to have the the blood bags anyway. But I do really like watermelon, so I, w- I was gonna give this, and I, I'm not a big fan of Jello, but I was gonna try this Jello Heart. I mean, surely the only alcohol they should be serving at Halloween Horror Nights is not beer anyway. Yeah, it, it is spirits. That's the only thing they should be serving if you think about it, because they're spirits. Unless they're trying to really, really push the specialty cocktails at the at the tents, that could be another reason. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what the thinking is, and I just think all they're doing is they're going to eat into their profits, and this will be something that they'll they'll test and. I don't think it will make that... You know, if the reason they're doing it is because of frat boys, um, I don't think it's going to make that much difference. No. So I see this being a bit of a blown a blown experiment. Um, you might see a slightly different attitude in the parts. I don't think it'll be that big. You've got extra security, which will clamp down on it as well. So therefore, the only thing they're going to do is sell less drink because not everyone will queue up to buy do you know what I mean like if there's if there's a massive queue um one of the places where you you know one of the only places you can buy spirits um then you might get people go you know what sod this I could either queue here and buy a drink or go and hit another house or scare zone so but you know know, next week it it could be all back to how it was last year we just we just don't know. We just haven't. There's been there's been no official word on it. This is just something that we've picked up on from people being at the event. So nothing officials come out about it. Nothing officials being said about blood bags. We just do not know. Do you guys with the? Because I know Hollywood is a dry event. Would you? Do you guys think that Orlando will do that? And, I, I guys... honestly don't. I don't see why. Well, the problem is the two difference between the parks is Hollywood hasn't even got any bars in the park, so you can kind of see why they wouldn't sell it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just seems to be a thing that runs throughout the whole park anyway. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Orlando Universal, obviously has loads. Like, yeah, like I could get just as drunk during the day at Universal as I could at Halloween Horror Night. Like it, it makes no difference to me. And in City Walk as well. Yeah. That's the thing. So right? I don't know it's if it will ever move that way. But then the problem with, with making it a dry event is if people wanna if people wanna come to to your event drunk, they're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, but the thing is how many pe- like you've got to say the amount of people that go, there's got to be a small amount of people. You know, if you say um like Fifty percent of people that go to Halloween Horror Nights will go and have a drink. What's the percentage of that that will actually go and get ridiculously drunk? Was it 
5%, 10%. Not everybody that has a drink there... Like, I had a drink at Halloween Horror Nights. I had one or two drinks. I wasn't going to go and get drunk. I wanted to enjoy myself and remember what was going on. I don't yeah. think that many people hammer it. Therefore, um, the only thing they're going to do is, is lose money. I think it I think it does have the potential, though, because it's a bit like... Um... I know this is universal after that, but it's a bit like a food and wine festival. You know, during food and wine festival, you see a lot more people drunk, but there's the same opportunity to get drunk at Epcot any night of the week. Yeah, but it's just the event, and I think people go for the event, and then they get they get kind of caught up in it, and, and even more so Halloween horror nights, where you know you're going in and out of the houses, and I suppose there's maybe things going on that that we don't see, you know, where <laughs> actors get harassed or whatever. And I and I mean, I have seen reports of that, Paul, so I, I'm, I'm aware that that happens, but then, you know, that's what the security's for. And yeah. also, just because you get one dick doing it, this, this isn't like Dragon's Challenge, where someone's lost an eye because somebody's done something naughty. This is just disrupting an event. Get them yeah, out of the park and let everyone else yeah. enjoy it. I think yeah. if you're going to be a dick, you're going to be a dick, regardless. So yeah. all, all alcohol does is is normally amplify it. Exactly. Okay, so we've been recording for a little bit now, Luke. I just want to know your closing thoughts on opening weekends. If anyone's kind of thinking about going, but they're a little bit unsure, or they maybe haven't bought tickets yet, what's what are your What's your summarising thoughts on opening weekend? I this weekend was amazing, hands down. One of my favorite weekends so far at Halloween Horror Nights, just because it's always so fun to go. If people are questioning whether they should go or not, I say yes, you should definitely go. Um, go with a group of friends because the time that you spend there is just so much fun. Getting the crap scared out of you with your friends is one of the best experiences you will have at Universal. <laughs> Amazing. I'm very, very, very excited to go. I can't wait to see everything that you've been talking about and I've been so jolly that you've been going all this time that I haven't been. <laughs> oh, and Luke, when are you When are you back? When are you next going to Halloween Horror Nights? Probably this Thursday. <sighs> How many times <laughs> are you going to go this year? I got to go at least 12 times because last year I went 11 times. So if I go 12, I beat my record. Yes. Good, good arrows. Yes. Okay, so if you've been to Halloween Horror Nights already this year, we want to hear your thoughts on the event. If you're planning on going, we want to know what you're most excited about. I don't know whether we're going to record another Universal After Dark before I go to Orlando. I don't imagine that we will. So we might have a little break between episodes. Oh, I think I think Craig is going to potentially put out some audio. Okay. So, so there, there might be like a, like an unregular edition of Universal After Dark, but yeah. yeah. But other than that, we are going to have so much info over the next few weeks, and so many trip reports and so much cool stuff to go over so definitely look forward to that even though we might be a little bit absent for a couple of weeks just know that when we come back we're going to have a shit ton of stuff to go through with you so it's worth going back to listen to us is there anything else that you guys want to mention quickly before we go 
No. Uh, no. We might we might get a disaster dark out this week. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I think I think the original plan was to record two episodes back to back. I I think we're all going to go to bed now. Except Luke, yeah. obviously, because it's probably still early doors there. Yeah. But um, if we Not don't necessarily the same bed, but... <laughs> yeah, we all sleep. We all sleep in one massive <laughs> California dream bed. Um, yeah. But bags of bottom. <laughs> but in case we don't record another episode of this after dark, um, I want to wish on behalf of all of us here at the podcast and the After Dark Network, good luck to P Dubs who is running Disney. This weekend at the second DLP run Disney event. Thank you very much. Good luck. Good luck, Paul. Make, Good luck. Have fun. Make sure that you spread the word and um, yeah, wear your t shirt of pride, my friend. My wonderful new t shirt is washed and packed already. Oh, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and the badges are packed as well. Badges? Yes, I need no stinking badges. Actually, badges. in fact, I've just I've just ordered some new badges uh, for Craig to take away with him. So I'm hoping they come this week. So I've just got to work out how they're going to get to him. But uh, so if you see Craig out in in Universal uh, next week, he goes next weekend, doesn't he? This weekend coming. Yes. Yeah. So twenty twenty second ish. So yes, if you're in Universal twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, possibly. Um, if you see Craig, then uh, we'll hopefully have some badges with him, unless he's run out and he'll have to go back to the hotel. But um, yeah, come come and see him and get a badge. That includes yeah. you as well, Luke. Um, I see him for me. I'll be there next week. So if you see me in Disney or Universal, um, I may have badges with me, maybe. So ask me, and if I've got one, I'll give one to you. And if not, we'll send you one. And we can home. hang out and we can probably have a beer. So definitely if you listen to the show don't feel like you can't come and say hello to me because you definitely can there you go yeah and i'll be recording mostly every night for Halloween horror nights upcoming yes hopefully <laughs> wowzers and, and your if videos your videos are doing gangbusters so thank you very much for that and uh lots of good feedback so yeah thank you yeah if you haven't seen luke's video from open and weekend so far Go and watch it because honestly, it's fantastic. It feels like you are right there with him, living Aww, at the event. It's so much fun making these. I love it so so much. I love watching Luke's videos because I like like probably all of our listeners. I feel really sad when I'm away from the parks, and it's hard when when we obviously can't be there all the time because we're in England. But now that we have Luke, we can kind of see it through his eyes, and it's really really nice. So if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you just search for the After Dark Podcast Network, I did set us up a custom URL on YouTube the other day. So if you just <gasps> search the... I know, we're fancy Ooh. now. Whoa. So YouTube.com slash the After Dark Podcast Network, you can find all of Luke's videos. I even made a playlist of all of Luke's videos. So if you search oh. on a playlist... Yeah, I made it right fancy the other night. Oh, when that yeah. whole stupid thing is going on. <laughs> So, yeah so you can search for that and then you can watch all of the videos and craig has some videos from his recent trip up there and in the next few weeks we'll have more so yeah, i know i know craig's definitely gonna do some videos while he's out there so definitely so keep an eye out keep an eye out on our facebook page so did after dark search for our if you're part of our secret group 
might see some things in there too and make sure that you're following all of us on twitter so you can see what we're up to but on that note we will see you guys on the next episode and probably it is after dark this week so goodbye bye see ya be good to each other <laughs> and i'm Audi. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. Dark Podcast Network.